Hey, I'm Shota Nakama, I'm a producer of Sonic Symphony, and you're listening to Sega Lounge. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, where we celebrate our love for all things Sega, including the games, the music, and the community. I'm your host, KC. Join me as I talk to different guests and learn more about their projects and passion for Sega. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge, you lovely people, you. This is episode 203, and man, what an exciting week it has been for Sega games. Not only did Football Manager come out a few days ago, which is definitely exciting news for fans of Sports Interactive's management sim, but Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, is also now available, and it fills the gaps in Q's story between Yakuza 6, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and the upcoming Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Have you been playing any of these? Or maybe both? Other than that, it's been a very exciting few weeks for the Sega Lounge as we actually had a surge in new listeners. Thank you very much to everyone who keeps listening to this silly man and his Sega show. Please remember to leave a nice review on your podcast app to help spread the word about the Sega Lounge. Very exciting is also this week's episode of the show. It's time to once again gush about Sonic Symphony World Tour. After having the conductor José Delgado a few weeks back on the show, it's time for another symphonic guest. This week, it's an honor and a pleasure to have Shota Nakama on the Sega Lounge. Shota is a producer, guitarist, and the overall mastermind behind Sonic Symphony, and a great guy to talk to as it turns out. Keep listening to find out more about his love for video games, video game music, and how he ended up putting together VGM-related shows. Oh, and does he really know Sonic music that well? Hello, Shota. Welcome to the Sega Lounge. Thank you. Uh, it's great to be here. Thank you very much for your time. I know that you just returned from from Chicago, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a big show in Chicago, and it was pretty amazing uh, to see such a loud and enthusiastic crowd. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. That's great. That's great to know. Uh, and thank you for, for taking the time, because I know you're probably a little bit tired. I'm, I'm guessing. Um, all good. Uh, I think I'm today. I'm okay. Um, yesterday I was definitely tired, but like it just the the reminiscence of the show that the excitement kind of remains in you, like after the show. So I was like, last night I I should have gone to bed earlier, but I was sort of up until like three a.m. just thinking about the show. And today I woke up and I'm like. Um, I still think about the show. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Great memories and a great experience, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's great. So before we get into Sonic Symphony, which uh, I'm sure Uh we'll we'll talk uh, more about, but uh, Mm -hmm. would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, First of all, how did you 
get into video games? Was that something big for um, you growing up? Yeah, I mean, I I'm from Japan, and I I was born in the in. Uh, 80, 82, so 41 years old now. And uh, I gotta, I gotta say, when I grew up, um, that was like the golden time of the video games in in Japan. So I, I went, I went to, um, I witnessed this evolution from uh, Famicom, um, mm-hmm. Super Famicom, and then to PlayStation. And I saw this 8-bit, 16-bit, and then everything beyond, just like real time and especially like during the super Nintendo time, like I remember, um, you know, the, the, the games I bought or my parents bought <laughs> were <laughs> just, uh, just so incredible. Um, every game, like you just pick up like a random, like super Nintendo game in, in Japan. And just like, this game is like, Holy crap. And it's just, it's every game was just so amazing. And I, um, and also I remember the transition between like Super Famicom to Super Famicom. Um, I, you know, like it, there's like a white adapter you had to like hook up to the TV. And then I don't know like how it was here, but like um, you had to just basically connect this like uh, antenna-ish cable to yes. your TV and then plug in and just like, you know, you blow the cassette and then just like insert <laughs> it, right? And then like it, it, was, it was fun, but like when it became 16-bit and you, I played Super, Super Famicom came out and I, I inserted the, the Mario the Super Mario World, and I was just so blown away. Oh my god, that it sounds so real, and also it, so, it looks so good. And yeah, from then on, I, I I played so much. I I gotta say, back then, I really really invested a lot of time in video games. And also back then, there was no internet, there was no mm-hmm. um, uh, smartphones or anything, and no cell phones. So you were basically like you either played outside with the friends, um, go to school, and what else do you do? <laughs> just, just read manga, and Dragon Ball Z was super big when I was little. And mm-hmm. so everybody talked, in school, everybody talked about either like manga, games, or sports. And that's all people talked about, all the boys yeah. talked about. And uh, so, yeah. And I, I was definitely more into video games than anything the manga as well. So I read a lot of manga and I still do. And I played a lot of games and I was one of those guys who wanted to complete games faster than anybody. So okay. I, when I buy like Final Fantasy or, or Dragon Quest, I, I, I'm a Dragon Quest guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would, uh, the first run is I beat the game fast. I ignore all the, whatever, like the hidden items and the stuff. I, I don't, I didn't care. I, finish the game as quickly as I can. So I can say like to my friends, like, oh, I beat it already. And then the second round, I would actually like do deep dive and just like read, like walk through books and uh, just really like, like really complete the game. Mm-hmm. And that's how I played always. So like technically, like I, I played every game twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's how much I spent time for and you know That's back amazing. then all the games were like you know you need like 50 hours to beat the game and stuff and, and but i did <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome yeah, yeah. so it's, it's kind of like the, the experience that i had maybe maybe a little bit more intense than mine probably 
But uh, yeah, but I, I'm from 84. I was born in 84, so it's a little bit similar. There were, yeah. it's strange for, for younger people. And here I am sounding like an old man, but it's stranger for, for the younger generation to think that there, there was no, nothing else, right? You, you could watch TV maybe right. a little bit, but you know, it was limited yeah, as well. Yeah, but there's, there's so much you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and so it's video games were, were a big part of it and, and for me as well and right. for my friends and stuff yeah yeah and uh i i would say that watching tv was definitely a passive experience right because you were just given all the information but like when you play for game sure. it's like a both passive and active so you're like really doing something and mm -hmm. uh, your fingers remember like what you did and uh, street fighter like you remember hadouken so mm -hmm. Like, everybody knows how to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. And all Konami code, like you just like you frantically just type the Konami code like every game, and so <laughs> your body just literally remembers that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so yeah, sure. I played so many games, and I had um, uh, Famicom, Super Famicom, uh, Saturn, Dreamcast, Virtual Boy, um, Game Gear, and and my friends had like a. Uh, 3DO and PC Engine and stuff. I played them all like at my friends' places. Um, I I also had a Satellite View. Like I don't know if you know that what that is. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like an add-on. Yeah, so I I had that too. <laughs> like so, <laughs> I I went through like pretty much like every game, and I don't know how it was in the US, but when I was little, um, there was like uh there were a bunch of like video game um, I I don't know how to call it like, sort of like arcade, but like uh. A rich person or like a vision savvy person would have a um, bunch of consoles, and then you pay uh, 50 yen, 100 yen to play for 20 minutes or something like that. Okay. And yeah, so you could go to those places and just play the games, and it's just like the counter just starts moving, and after you play it for 20 minutes, then it just like it just shut the TV shuts off. The, okay, not the yeah, game, not but the, the game. TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, yeah. So you're like, ah, you have to like insert the coins, and of course, like as a kid, like you can't, you don't have a, that much money. You probably have like a two dollars or something. So you would play maybe like you know, I don't know, um, thirty minutes maybe, and then you or your friend comes over and just like pass it on and just kind of mm -hmm. rotate, and then oh, like that's you know, an you interesting see, concept. Like, yeah, interesting concept. So it's like an arcade, but with with consoles. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So like, I think some of those places do exist now, but like, um, well, now it's a little different system. Like, there's like a, a what's the name of a place in uh, what's in Massachusetts? There's a place called uh, Play Underground or what, some something mm -hmm. like that. That they do like, basically like you have membership, you can go in and just play as much as you want. And their system is pretty similar, I guess. But yeah, back then the the, the technology wasn't so advanced, so like all you could do was just insert the coins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. So you mentioned actually, I I, I like the, the 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 consoles that you mentioned because it I feel like for me not not being Japanese, but you know from what I know from video game history in Japan, like the 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 systems that were big there, right? So you went from mm -hmm. like Famicom, Super Famicom. Saturn, which is interesting because it was different right, right. from the rest of the world for in terms of popularity. The Saturn was not that big right. uh, in in the West. Yeah, yeah no, like it's uh, the the they were pushing uh, the the marketing was great. Uh, they were they post a lot of the uh, TV ads and uh, this there's this character or well, I would say like 
I guess fictional character, but he was like a board member in Sega, like Sega Tatsunoshiro. Not fictional. Don't 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 do this to me. Don't do this. Don't 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 shatter my dreams. (laughs) No, I think think he's the the, that name. I think the Sega Tatsunoshiro name was fictional. I don't know, but like he did exist. Like he, yeah, the the actor, the actor. Yes, yes. Yeah, and they were like, yeah, like he he's in the company. I'm like, what? And so. So yeah, like they, the, they, the TV sorry to interrupt, but they've been using him again, and and they've right, used right, right, right. Um, his son to mm-hmm. play his son to play Sagara Sanshiro's son for the 60th yeah. anniversary, which is yeah uh, great. <laughs> but sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yes, no, like, <laughs> I was just joking. They were like, they were like oh, yeah, I understand, and then they were totally like uh, pushing a lot on the, on the TV and like everywhere. So the commercial became so iconic that everybody knew what the console was. And of course, like, you know, back then, um, there was, again, there was no internet. So like, we really didn't know like sales data or anything, like how competitive it was. And we're just, as kids, we were just like looking at it as like, holy, holy moly, like there's just another console like that looks fun. And I played nights and, you know, all that's good games. And, uh, um, yeah, Dreamcast. We we had Dreamcast as well, and also handheld Game Boy, mm-hmm. um, Game Gear. And I I think those are the only popular ones back then. But then like 3ds, and of course, like I bought them when I grew up and I just played them all too. But yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so I I played I played uh, so a, a lot of yeah. experience <laughs> with games. We we've established. Oh my that. god. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So well, not, I don't. I don't play as much anymore, though. I don't play as much anymore because no, I just. I, I was going to ask that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, just um, back then, everybody had time to grind, and because uh, grinding was also part of the game playing, it was fun. And mm-hmm. but now I just can't do that because of just like a lot of things that I have to do. And uh, the amount of time I have to stay at the screen is just so astronomical that I can't invest as much time for gaming. Um, sometimes I just play casual games um, on, uh, on the plane and stuff. And I do have a Switch OLED and PS5, but that's uh, yeah, that's as much as I have right now. Okay, okay, excellent. So if I had to... I usually ask this question. I know it's a little bit hard, but I don't know if it's hard or not uh, for you. Could you like pick three your top three games of all time? Um, I would say Dragon Quest Five. Okay, Dragon Quest Three. Those are definitely like top games. And I mm-hmm. I played a lot of RPG games. Um, I yes, I was into like. Uh, fighting games like Street Fighter because Street Fighter was just like like huge, incredibly huge. Like every shop had Street Fighter, mm-hmm. so that was big. But like I, I think I can confidently say, um, Dragon Quest Five, uh, Dragon Quest Three, and uh, probably Final Fantasy Six. Okay. Yeah, so you can kind of tell like my taste. Um, Dragon Quest Five and Final Fantasy Six, I think they have something in common. Um, that the story is very dramatic, and uh, Dragon Quest Five is like you know like your main character and your your you just travels throughout the world and your father gets killed and then like you become stone you become a slave and you become a stone and it just miss like this like <laughs> your kids young time and 
and then like eventually you realize your son is the 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 hero and then you end up defeating the, the last boss so it's just like i don't i don't like the typical um we are heroes let's beat the evil because like there's so much more to to the story than that um i want to know the story of the other side and the kefka in ff6 you know he's like a absolutely pure villain but like he's just like he's like a joker in uh in batman mm-hmm. and i, I kind of like that the, the games are present both sides and not just like one-sided and when i see like a very typical like hero thing or hollywood thing like when uh one guy's just so bad or like that there's like villain and the villain's bad and but he's portrayed as just a bad dude and then like you get together with like a whole bunch of people and just massacre the boss and i i don't like that because then i'm like this is kind of in a way it's kind of bullying and yeah i yeah i yeah i i think i back then i didn't realize it but like now i feel like that's kind of how i think and uh they have their story and we have our own story as they usually have some reason to do what they do right to the to do the bad things that we we don't like but there's like some Usually, there's a motive. There's a reason behind that, and and if exactly the best villains usually have like a backstory as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I want to know. And then when I know that, and it's like, oh, great, this is awesome. And yeah, so I tend to like that kind of stuff. And JRPG was definitely something that I really missed the time. And but the Dragon Quest, um, actually, Dragon Quest, I really liked the game because of the music as well. Mm-hmm. And Koichi Sugiyama, the late Koichi Sugiyama, and he's he's definitely one of the legends, and uh, or I would say he's the legend because he's the the guy who started video game concerts. He started that before anybody else, and and he did this uh, full orchestral stuff, full orchestral recording as well, and he really opened the gate for everybody. And he, his music was just so iconic, and. Um, yeah, it, it, he's like John Williams of video games. He he is that <laughs> yeah. one. So so yeah, I think um, you know, like when the cell phones come came out, um, you could program the the ringtone and stuff. And well, I don't know like how it was here, but like you know, in Japan, yeah, 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 and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, the, for sure, for the first sure. one I did, was like, uh, yeah, the first one I did was a Dragon Quest theme song. Okay. okay, I was like, oh, oh, I'm gonna do this, and so I did, and. That's uh, that's how much I l- really like the music. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I say, yeah, Dragon Quest. Absolutely Dragon Quest. Excellent, excellent. I think the first one I, the, my first ringtone was probably a Sonic song. I nice. don't really remember <laughs> which one, but probably, probably the first ones. Yes, definitely. Right. <laughs> okay, excellent. So th- it wasn't hard at all. I thought it would be hard. You would like, oh, I played so right. many games, and so hard. You have to, yeah, Dragon Quest three. I played. Uh, I even played all the remakes just to like, okay, uh, just to pay respect, honor the, mm-hmm. another series. And uh, so yeah, like I beat the game so many times, like so many times. And uh, so I know I still remember like how to beat the game, and I remember the entire story. Dragon Quest Five, the same deal. I played the remix too, and uh, you know, I got the game and I beat the game in like two days. I okay. I beat it faster than anybody, and I remember like in my community at least. And okay. then like before the walkthrough came out, 
I beat the game. And I also like accidentally, I was just like leveling up and accidentally found the, the secret dungeon after you beat the game before it was like in media, before it was on like game magazines and stuff. So I'm so proud. <laughs> it's a, a, a proud achievement <laughs> for you. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I, I always enjoyed like, uh, so I grew up with Sega consoles. So Dragon Quest mm-hmm. wasn't really an option, but later on, uh, when I discovered that Dragon Quest was a thing, I always, uh, looked at the games and thought, I think they should, they're probably amazing. But I, I mm. never really, just recently, in recent years, got into like turn-based RPGs. Uh, mm-hmm. And now my problem is uh, I don't have enough time to sink yeah, into like yeah. a, a, a big JRPG that that will take a lot of my time and and. I, I don't right. it's, so it's I don't know if it's too late for me maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's a little too late. Like if I uh, if I have to play Dragon Quest 3 and 5 now as is back then like it, it, let's say like I play play the original original, I don't know if I can tolerate the the whole thing because you are restricted, right? Like yeah. you have to wait, you have to go through this and that and uh with the with the current um gaming culture i don't think it makes sense that the grinding has become uh uh it's it's almost like discipline now it's 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 like uh back then it was uh, it, when you were little you don't know anything else so it's like I, we have to like just do this and you do that by and also when you are eight years old like what do you know like you, you that's you just go and do that and you don't do anything else you had you had that one game you played that game mm-hmm. so it i have to grind i'll grind yeah. of course yeah yeah totally and uh but now it just the i think the gaming world has become more about the gameplay like pure the pure gameplay and a story mm-hmm. so it's about it's not about you know how much how many hours you invested in one game it's more about like how invested you are in the game right yeah yeah for sure for sure. And there are like the quality of life uh, improvements that, that, you know, take out a few, a few of those restrictions that we had before. Like you don't really need to grind yeah. even like um, the, the random encounters in, in RPGs are sometimes are optional. You can, can have them or not. So yeah. I feel like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, it's, it's easier at least. So yeah, I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, you can, we can talk about games we, all, we can, all day we long. Can talk. I, I know, I know. I just look at the time and I'm, okay, we have to uh, talk about something else. So, <laughs> but um, you you mentioned the the ga- the music, the music of games as something that was really important for you. Uh, same for mm. me. Same for me. Probably up there with gameplay and story. Mm-hmm. Music is really, really a big part of of the gameplay experience or the game playing experience. Uh, when did you realize that you wanted to do something um, related to music and later video game music, Shota? Yeah. So when I was, I think I was like seven years old or something like that. Uh, I started going to. Well, there was a this neighbor. Uh, she was a piano teacher. And uh, her place was like just a minute from my place. And 
I started taking piano lessons, and if my memory is correct, I I think my mother told me to like go take lessons, and she said I wanted to do it, and so yeah, whichever is correct, I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I took piano, some classical piano lessons, and I did that for several years, and but I never really liked practicing because my my home. Um, the living room had uh, upright piano. Then the right next to the piano, there's TV in Super Nintendo. And <laughs> that's, how do you practice, right? <laughs> and there's just no way for you to practice. And you just like you know when you play your console, look at the, the console. You're like, I'm gonna get behind. I'm gonna have to play and just beat my friends. And so, so yeah, like I just ended up quitting um, when I was like maybe like 13 or so, um, I kind of said, you know, um, the life the life is too much, <laughs> too fun to um, play piano. And, and also back then, if you're a boy and you're playing piano, um, everybody thought you were kind of feminine. Mm-hmm. And, and so I guess like, it was just like uh, me quitting piano was just like not, it was sort of like, it, it, it was just a natural decision. Um, I, I don't think I wanted to quit, but um, I was maybe too embarrassed um, to be called like, oh, you play piano? And that that was like the reaction you were getting from people. And so that's that was that. And, uh, and uh, But I think the bigger influence was just the video games and like right next to the piano, it was just a bad thing. And <laughs> like yeah, one time I told... Yeah, and I asked my my mother um, if I can move the piano upstairs, but obviously it takes a lot of effort. You have to hire like big big movers, or like you have to like lift it. So that was just an option for us. And uh, so yeah, like that plan kind of faded, and uh, I uh, then I I was just like floating around, like just just living just like any other kids. Um, and um, I discovered rock and roll. Uh, I just happened to go see uh, a band playing. And I was like, I have to play guitar. I have to. So then I, I begged my mother, um, hey, can you, I need to play the guitar. I, I didn't really say, I didn't tell her, could you buy me a guitar? Or like not. In, in a very like, indirect way, I said, I have to play a guitar. And luckily, like her younger brother, my uncle, like he used to be in a band. So like he had like a bunch of guitars and he's like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna send you one. And so he sent me one. And as soon as I opened the case and held the guitar, I was like, that's, this is it. Okay. And this is it. And so, yeah, then I, I was only like a very, bad student in middle school um i only went probably half the days and and uh i didn't go to high school i was like you know what i'm gonna be a rock and roll man and i'm not going to school and this is like a very bad move i would say um because <laughs> yeah, back then, kids stay know, in like, school yes please yeah, and uh, my dad is a doctor. Well, I, I didn't live with him, but like he's a, he's a well-respected doctor, and 
you know, in in Japan, you don't do you, you follow the the rules. You don't really do um, kind of outlaw style things, right? And especially when you're when you're seen as kind of like um, you know, you, your family is like good family. But my family wasn't necessarily good, but like um, from an outside perspective. My family the, was the like, son you know, of a oh, doctor oh. of like a, a prestigious exactly. pers- person. Yeah. 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 And then, so all the teachers thought like I was just the, the stupidest boy. And they were like, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to do music. Oh my God. And you're going to be a construction worker. And that's what they used to say. It's like an equivalent to burger flipper kind of. Okay. And like back in, <laughs> yeah, back in nineties, like they, that's what parents told you. In mm. Japan, like you got to be a construction worker, and uh, absolutely nothing against the, them, but like that's that's what every parent told uh-huh. you in Japan. And so I'm like, no, like I'm gonna make it. So then um, an opportunity came. I, I played in a bunch of bands and it worked. Um, and I I also uh, got the GED because um, I was told in order to go to America to like really seriously pursue music, I have to have a proof of education. And I don't know if that's true or not, but but, but I guess it was true. Um, so yeah, I got the GED and uh, I, I, my friend knew somebody in, in a community college in the Washington state. And he said, Hey, like, I know this guy in this community college. Do you want to go? And I'm like, I want to go. I'm going to go when and he's like, um, the earliest you can go is like in like a week. And I said, done deal. I'm going to fly. And so like in one week okay. I found myself in number. <laughs> yeah. And that's really like that, that opened up a lot of things for me. And, uh, cause like in, in Japan, I was seen as like a social, <laughs> I don't know if I can say that, but, um, yeah, like a failure, uh, basically. Um, but, um, and then when when I came to the U.S., it was just like everybody saw me as just a, a person, and they didn't really have this like um, assumption of what I am. And so then I didn't speak a word of English, so I had to study it, and uh, I got through the community college, and I met fantastic music teachers, and they really built the foundation of me. And then I transferred to a bunch of schools, and didn't didn't work out and then eventually I got to Boston and uh, yeah, that's then like finished my degree, bachelor's degree, master's degree, music. Yeah. And it was about, uh, it was a time when I was graduating from my um, uh, college. Um, uh, One day I was like, you know what, maybe like starting an ensemble playing music from video games is a good idea so i'm gonna start it and i was just like a very spontaneous person um <laughs> normally i just think things and i just want to do things um so yeah then like next day i i started asking my friends hey do you want to play 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 and then they're like all right and this is like 2008 so mm-hmm. the only video game ensemble that was touring was uh video games live yeah and uh Distant Worlds was sort of around, and but nothing else. Like it was a still like a very very new concept, and so a lot of my friends in college they were like, "What are you talking about?" But okay, your friend, so we'll play. So then like I just 
tried orchestrate like stuff and back then i didn't know anything but like i did stuff and uh so yeah that's that's how mm-hmm. kind of, how it kind of started where did the idea or where did the idea of like working with video game music and orchestrating video game music come from is it from the your roots as a, as a player as a gamer uh, was it something that you thought okay this not we don't have a lot of people doing this so that that there's an opportunity to do something different yeah no like there was no like there was no planning <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was no like oh man like this will make make it or like none of those i i did not have any ideas like that um there there was a time i didn't play games at all like especially when i discovered guitar then mm-hmm. my interest to video game kind of faded for for a while because i was practicing like eight hours ten hours a day mm-hmm. then like you have nothing else to do like you just that's what you do and um when i came to the u.s um i didn't speak a word of english so i couldn't understand any games so i couldn't play them and plus i didn't have any money so <laughs> so yeah how could <laughs> i buy any console and uh so yeah like i didn't play for a, a while and when i started the, the ensemble called the video game orchestra uh, back in 20 2008 um that's when i started like i'm revisiting um i was in a video game music club in in berkeley in berkeley country music that i went and uh it just like one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a live show. And I, I'm a live show guy. I played in a bunch of bands and stuff. And I, I always loved uh, live shows than anything. And uh, so it was sort of natural. I guess like I had this like um, stimulation from the video game music club um, and just re-exposed myself to a lot of the uh, like great music. And then I'm like, you know, maybe it's it's fun to start an ensemble like this and yeah so like it was it was very spontaneous it wasn't like planned like there was just absolutely zero plan <laughs> yeah yeah and i was like you know uh i'm gonna book a concert and i had no idea how to book a concert right so i went to this uh small chapel in in boston in in this right in the central city and i begged this uh rental manager lady hey um i want to I want to rent a place for a concert. We're going to play music from video games. And she thought I was just like a student. So she was like, okay. And the second thing I said was like, yeah, but I don't really have money. And <laughs> can, can I rent a place? And she was like, okay, you know, um, $150 for the entire day. Is that okay? I'll give you like one extra worker. Like deal. So then we did the show. And we filled up the space, and then somebody said like 150, 200 people came over, and and but it was you know free concert, so oh of yeah, course. okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like that sort of like motivated me to do more shows, and then the next show like it was much bigger, and a bunch of people showed up, and it was a free show too. And it was third by the third show, um, we started charging small amount, and and then like we just started getting gigs at the big video video game anime conventions pax east um anime boston and stuff like that and from then on like really it's you know every every show we made mistakes but we learned from those and 
step by step, we got to this point. Okay, amazing, amazing. And so it's interesting because you you started saying like I didn't know how to book a concert, I didn't know how to do anything, but now you're like in charge of most of that, right? So you're a producer, you're right. uh, you you make the arrangements, you play. So uh, it's interesting right. how you everything was like you started learning and it grew into what yeah, you have now, right? It's like exactly like everything I did really um, built the foundation of what I am now. Mm-hmm. And there, there were th- so many things that I did not want to do, and but I did them anyway. But like, because like there's nobody else to, to handle any of those. And, but yeah, thanks to that, I, I think I know what to do, um, producing show, booking shows. Um, um, yeah, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's good good knowledge and experience to have <laughs> yeah for sure for sure and so video game orchestra the video game orchestra project was and still mm-hmm. is a, a big success obviously yeah um we have like a bunch of youtube videos and they have like millions of views and stuff so like that that definitely like um got attention from the industry and um and also because of that I was able to get uh, recording gigs. Um, some of the, my some of my friends said like, "Hey, like you, if you are working with like a live orchestra and stuff, why don't you um, start recording, doing production work?" I'm like, "Okay, yeah, maybe I'll do that." And so I started doing that, and um, I fortunately was able to work on like Final Fantasy games and um, Sonic games and all the stuff. And so I just got lucky. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I think it's I, not I luck. It's, it it's hard work. <laughs> it's yeah, like some hard work too. But like, um, I think the timing was just right. Mm. And yeah, that that really, it just things happened in the right time and right place. Okay, you mentioned you you worked um, in the soundtrack of games, or uh, you you yeah, you were yeah. yes it, directly. In terms of games, yeah, yeah. So like this is like a lounge. So I should not be talking about other games, but other brands and stuff. But no, like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, yeah, like I, I worked with like Square Enix, Capcom, okay, um, Bandai and and a bunch of other companies out mm-hmm. there. Um, a lot, a lot of Japanese companies because at the time they were interested in recording overseas a lot more, and so um, we did a lot of gigs with them, and mm-hmm. um, I was. I did compose, arrange, orchestrate, uh, director of recording, conduct the recording sessions, and just did everything I can to um, establish and just you know help. Um, hopefully, like, and we are able to enhance the the quality of the games mm-hmm. through music, okay. and that was our motivation, really. Mm. Yes, and it's interesting how uh, at some point in video game history um mm-hmm. the orc- uh, orchestral music became such a, an important part an integral part of the video game experience right, right? so uh obviously we have <laughs> far more advanced uh consoles and, and systems to make use of you know instead of like having those sound chips limited sound chips we have the full power of of the, the like a cd quality recording or something uh, but it's interesting right, how right. it's think, it's such a part now of, of video games. Yeah, I think 
every composer really wanted to do that from the beginning, but unfortunately, the technological limitation really didn't let them. Um, but now, like you said, like the machines are just like so advanced, and yeah. you can do anything. Mm-hmm. And um, it was pretty natural for everybody to start, um, uh, you know, having live ensembles and stuff. And it sounds better. And I I like working with people, like humans, <laughs> and not the machines. And <laughs> I, I do believe that uh, great musicians can really, really enhance the quality of gaming. And maybe, you know, the impact may not be as obvious, but um, I, I truly do believe in the power of humans. And human ensembles um, always exceeds... Um, MIDI sequencing, um, machine produced music mm-hmm. for sure. And that's intended. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. And so that leads us to the Sonic, uh, symphony mm-hmm. world tour, right? Yeah. So how did that Sorry, come to be? No, it's okay. I, 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 I'll, to be honest, I, I wanted to know more, <laughs> but, yeah, but great, as you great. said, <laughs> as you said, we, we have to, you know, keep it restricted for it. Okay. No, I, I can keep talking. That That's not what I meant. And I, I'm totally fine with a little bit long interviews and stuff. I just don't want to like distract your path. That's yeah, all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just wanted, so I, I, I'm really fascinated by, by your, your path, like, uh, the path that took you to this moment. So, but, but let's, let's talk yeah. about that then. So you, you had this experience with, uh, you know, uh, video games themselves, the soundtrack to video games, the video game orchestra project, and now we have the Sonic uh, Symphony World Tour. How did that come to be, uh, Shota? How did that happen yeah. for you? Yeah, so um, the initial work I did with Sega was back in 2017. Um, so I got to know some Sega folks through a friend of mine, and... Um, they Sega had uh, Sega Sega America to be specific. They had a uh, uh, some presence in uh, San Diego Comic Con, and they asked me, "Hey, like we have we booked this room and we want to do something special with music. And uh, do you think you can produce just a mini concert? Um, we just you know anything is fine." And so I said, "Like sure, of course I'll do it." And we, I assembled a band and also like a horn section to do like a sort of like a rock big band kind of stuff. And Jun uh, Sanoe was there too, and we played. Um, I think it was like ten songs or something like that. Like we played a, sh- a half concert, and but people seemed to like really love it. And Sega was happy, and it was great. So then um, we had. Uh, I had a show in Japan as a video game orchestra, and I asked them to grant the license to play. Some music and they did uh so we, we played sonic music again then uh we had another show at china joy that's like a, a video game convention in shanghai yeah, that's like yeah. the biggest one in the world and we, we played some sonic tunes there too so like we had that we already had established background with uh, with sega and each show went great and and uh, so two years ago the sonic's 30th online concert Yes, and they asked me if I can produce the show. So I said yes, I can, and I did. 
And that was a huge success. Like five, now I think it has 6 million views. And a lot of people have said, this is, uh, th this is the best, um, probably the best online concert by a video game company. And we we're he hearing a lot of like praises and, we basically said, hey, like people love this so much that we kind of have to do this live and just take it to the, the fans. And so that's, um, that's basically how Sonic Symphony happened. Mm -hmm. And so it evolved from the 30th anniversary and my, you know, my forte is the live shows. So we put the format into this like actual like in-person live show um, set and we decided to just go on the road. Okay, excellent. And the, I have to say that 30th anniversary uh, live concert or video concert uh, mm -hmm. was really special, not just because it was really a great uh, concert, mm -hmm. it was really amazing, yeah. but also the time <laughs> when we were all still like <laughs> uh, confined in our homes. Uh, there was a lot of like uncertainty of how uh -huh. things were going to be. And that, that really brightened up the, the mm -hmm. um, like that, that time of, of, of our lives, which was not really that bright. So uh, really, right. really amazing. I remember, I actually remember the moment of watching that when it premiered on, on YouTube and, was really, really something. And the reactions of people, of the fans, like the community. Oh my God. Yeah. That was just amazing. amazing. And we were just like, we, uh, we logged in and it just, we watched the show with everybody like, well, online. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we're seeing this, the, the chat of the live stream yeah. blowing up and it was like, holy crap. I just, it was <laughs> like, it was just such an amazing sight to see and just so much, um, emotion, passion and feelings all like, you could even tell from the the mere text messages, right? Um, people posting messages and just live chat, and it just you are able to like really tell like how emotional they were, and that it was the concert was that great, and it, it just happened in the right time and uh, right circumstance, and yeah, I'm I, I think I'm super proud of it, and. Um, I'm glad that like we can actually show it to the people now in person. And that's just amazing. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. And thank you. Thank you for doing that because it was so well produced that even if it, we, we could have gotten something like not as good and maybe be happy, but mm. the fact that we had such a, a well-produced show, thank um, you. it really elevates the, the enjoyment. So thank you very much <laughs> for your yeah. hard work on that. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk more about uh, yeah. the Sonic Symphony. I just want to take a, a quick break here because we have a tradition. Mm -hmm. uh, anyone that comes on the show has to go through what I like to call the Sega Launch Challenge. Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean... Welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 
That is the appropriate reaction. Okay. Uh, what is the Sega Launch Challenge? It can be anything I want. Mm-hmm. This time, I think we 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 had uh, Jose Delgado on on the show. Uh, you you kindly right. uh, suggested yeah. him to me, and he was a great guest. And he played a game with me mm-hmm. uh, because you know you guys know Sonic music. You especially. Yeah. You especially. Yeah, well, I, I I think my my uh, my engineer knows more than I do, and he's <laughs> yeah he's a hard fan of Sonic. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but I, I think you'll you'll crush this game. You'll you'll be amazing at this game. So what I did with oh with <laughs> with oh, Jose no. <laughs> was I had uh, ten short clips of uh, Sonic songs. I knew it. Oh no. Okay, that are actually in in the the symphony. Okay, so the all of these ten clips, just like the ones we had for for Jose, they. They were they are in or were in some of the, the symphony concerts. The thing is, I'm gonna propose to you a different challenge this time, one that I did not do with mm. Jose, which is you'll have an option for each of these clips. So you can do easy mode, or and because you're <laughs> such a hardcore gamer, you can do hard mode. No, 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 like no, no hard mode. <laughs> I, I want to go easy because, like, I I stopped playing hard mode. Like, see, like, I want to enjoy games and stuff. So, like, I never, and also I don't have time. So, I always play just easy mode. That's all I do. Okay, okay. So these ten songs, I I have fifteen second long clips here. Okay. What I need, what I I need is like something. You can tell me the game they're from. Or the name of the song, or something that you know about this this song. Mm-hmm. If you can identify it, I'll give you a point. Yeah. You have the option, though, and it's you can say no or yes. It's up to you. Uh, you have the option. I have them like normal, a normal clip played mm-hmm. normal, or I can do it in reverse. Okay. No. <laughs> and if no, no. and if you don't and if you don't know what in reverse. What it is in reverse, I'll play it the normal way, and you tell me, okay, I know this. All right. Okay. Well, um, a lot of times I don't know the title of the songs, but so let's see. Let's see. Okay. So I have 10. Let's see if we can get at least five, I think, is a, a good, right? Half of them, I think, is a good a good uh, number. So I'll play the first one, and I'll, I'll try to play it in reverse. Let's see if you, if you know it. Okay. All right. Let's take a listen. I know what that is. I can't uh, name of the. You know uh, the no, anything. Yeah, no, like I, I don't know the name. I I forgot the name of the song, but uh, or you know the the game. Okay. So yeah, that's I, it. I think that's close enough, right? <laughs> that's it. That's it. I I can't recall the name of the song because like would I you, never you was can- like. Yeah. Would you care like to to try an, a, one of the games? Which one uh, could this be uh, for? Should be Sonic Two. Is it Sonic Two? Two. Well, could be. <laughs> or maybe, your, your, or maybe the one before. Your face is like um. Maybe the one. Know, Sonic One. <laughs> what? 
You said Sonic One, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good job. Good job. Yes, that, it, it's it. Yeah, Sonic One. <laughs> good. Very good. Thank this you. is Starlight Zone. Starlight Zone, which sounds very much, you know, similar to the regular uh, song. So, like, right? Very similar. Yes. Yes. Okay. One point. Good job, Shota. Great. Let's go with number two, okay? Yeah. Ready? Mm -hmm. I'll play it in reverse first. Okay. He's world. He's world. He's world. Right. Are Are you sure? Uh, I'm. I, well, are you like? <laughs> are you testing me? <laughs> uh, he's world. It is a challenge, so I. I yeah. I'm here to help. Yeah. No, I think. Or it's, maybe he's not. World. 2006. I, I think I'm correct. So you're saying game and song. It's oh, amazing. So his world from Sonic 06, Sonic 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Final answer. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Yes. Good job. Yeah. One point. Very good. <laughs> oh, and God. you're getting them in reverse. Mm -hmm. I have to say, this is this is great. Okay. Yeah. Number three. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Yes. In reverse. Oh, God. My God. You said, no, no, I don't play hard games anymore. No, no. <laughs> oh. So a ghost pump, a ghost pumpkin soup. Yeah, yeah. Um, adventure too. No doubts about it. Like yeah, no doubts. Yeah, no doubt. Like confident. You're a yeah. confident man right now. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Good job. Well done. Well done. Three Great. for three. I thought I was I was actually scared that uh you you would think this was hard but no clearly not <laughs> Number 4 Mhm mm let's do it Uh Sonicania Sonicania um the uh 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 uh, uh what's the name of the song Uh Studio Police Yeah I'm very confident yeah. Very yeah. confident. I I didn't even play like like I was there was probably like three seconds of the song, so you didn't even need the, the full clip. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're pretty confident. I'm about very your confident. Answer. Yes, I'm very confident. Okay, so you said Sonic Mania. Unfortunately, no, it is. It is. It is. I'm kidding. Yeah. Yes, no, I was, I was very confident. I knew it. Okay, halfway there. Number yep. five. Yep. Ready? Yep. Okay. Uh, okay, so just uh, open your heart. Open your heart. Uh, and I can't recall. Uh, what's the game? What's the game? Uh, I'm gonna cheat right now. <laughs> so, no, if, if you say open your heart, I'll tell you it's Sonic Adventure. 
So open your heart is Sonic Adventure yeah. 1. Yeah. But is it open your heart? That's the question. I think so. You think so? Or yeah. you're sure yeah. it is? Yes. Well, I believe in my decision. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Open your heart. From that, you took open your heart? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. Very good. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So I think we're gonna. Yeah, I think the next one you'll get to. Let, let's take a listen to number six. Oh my God. Let's take a All listen. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, what I made of? What I made of? What I made of? It has yeah, to be what yeah. I, I like. I like your your you like your, your facial expression is like. <laughs> I I'm sure I'm a hundred percent sure. Even if I'm not, I know it. So what I'm made of? Yes. What What was your first guess? Uh, first I said night of the wind, but like it because they're, okay. they're similar. But um, yeah, no, I, I can tell because there's there's a specific guitar part uh, that mm -hmm. exists in what I'm made of, and okay. Yeah. So, is it right? Yeah, it is right. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm pretty certain that it's right. <laughs> okay, I think the next one, at least for me, this would be the, the hardest one, but I think, I think you'll, you'll get it. Let's take a listen to, the, to number seven in reverse, mm -hmm. Shota. Uh, it's uh, it's... Want to hear the rest or? No, 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 no. Um, yeah, it's okay. the uh, well, I'm getting mixed up with the undefeatable and the breakthrough at all. Um, what was it? Breakthrough at all, it's the middle From section, Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, it, it's the middle section where like we start genting. Yeah, that's where it is. So before I tell you if it is or not, let me play this not in reverse. So that yep. because it was reversed, that was the first part of the clip, but obviously the mm -hmm. last part of the, the the clip not in reverse. But yes, well done, well done. Can we get a perfect score, Shota? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm not I mean, that confident. No pressure, but we we're three. We have three songs left. Yeah, and I think they're pretty easy. If if these the last ones were easy, I mean. Uh, I, I think mean, all uh, of them yeah. are. So <laughs> let's take a listen to number eight. All right. Night of the Wind. Night of the Wind. Yes. From Sonic and the Black Knight. Uh, Black Knight, yes. Could be. Could it, be. It, it, no, like it, it is Night of the Wind. It absolutely is Night of the Wind. What am I even doing here? 
You're, you're t- saying the answers and saying they're correct. So yes, yes. <laughs> Are you trying to take my job? <laughs> good, good work, good work. Uh, so yeah, two left. Number nine. Okay. Hmm. Let's see. Isn't the hottest one? Like, really? Uh, I forgot the name of the song, uh, but it's from from uh, which game? Would you say Sonic Two? Sonic Two. Sonic Two. Why? Because um, it's used in the Sonic Two medley we play, and I wrote the score. <laughs> that's a good, good reason that's a good reason yeah that's a good reason why <laughs> yeah yeah yes it is it's right. emerald hill zone it's the first yeah. zone in in sonic 2 yes right okay so this is this is it this is for glory for glory shota for a perfect okay. score okay number 10 Yes. In reverse. <laughs> it sounds like three songs. Uh, it sounds like a three songs combined. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, play it again. Play it again. I'm okay. I'm going to play. Fist bump. Beautiful lyrics. Fist bump. Yeah, Sonic Forces. You say, Sonic Forces. So you you think I would go for number 10, I would pick Fist Bump. Of all possible songs. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Shotanakama. Your answer is correct. Not bad. Very good. Well done. All right. Okay. <laughs> ten for ten. I mean, yeah. you were really. Oh no, I don't. I'm not very good at this. Oh, and then you crushed it. So, yeah, well done. I, I guess all the all the arranging stuff paid off. <laughs> I guess so. Good job. And in reverse too. The songs were in reverse. So that means you get the official Sega Lounge seal of approval, Shota, mm. that I will send to you. Good job. Thank you very much for, for taking part in the challenge. Well done. Very good. Right. <laughs> okay. So uh, going back a little bit to, to our conversation uh, mm. about, about the symphony, uh, we obviously now know that you are very knowledgeable in terms of sonic music you know them <laughs> played in reverse and everything um so what was the what was for you the process of putting this together like um you already told us that you have mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, had a lot of experience with video game orchestra with mm-hmm. other projects you did as well yeah. um was it like a, a big 
endeavor? Was it like, uh, did you have to learn any new stuff to make this work? Yeah, I mean, yes. Yes and no. Um, there are lots of new things always for every gig. Um, every company is different because you have to deal with the, 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 the publisher and um, every company is unique and the, the, the way they do things is different. Um, so yes, we had to basically learn the culture. Um, and, but at the same time, we, you know, we, um, kind of explained how concert stuff works and, uh, yeah, like we just tried our best to produce the best show possible and, uh, we arranged everything so that it, it does justice for the brand for for Sonic. And it's one of the things I always pay attention to is the concert has to be, the concert I do has to be enjoyable for the non-gamers. Like, yes, it's, you can always create a concert for, for gamers. And great, that's great, but I don't think it does anything for the, well, it does something, but like it, I don't think it does enough justice. And we love Sonic music clearly, and uh, we want more people to listen to it. We want to expand beyond this gaming realm. And uh, so, yeah, like we design in the way that it's, you know, even if you're, if you don't play games, even if you don't know any Sonic games, you can still come to our show and you can be blown away. You can have as much fun as the rest of the guys and just, you know, enjoy the whole thing. And yeah, so that's that's what we did. And and also this concert is pretty unique. Uh, in order to do uh pay pay respect to Sonic, we wanted to do the concert of um uh, the orchestra stuff the orchestra only segment and also orchestra and band segment. Yeah. So it has like a two segments, right? Like one, the first one we call the act one, obvious for an of obvious course, Of course, yes. Yeah. And act two, is, act one is solely orchestra and uh, people can sit and just watch and enjoy. Just they, they can scream and cheer like whenever they see something they like. Um, the band part is like really, um, exciting segment like they can sing along and they can stand up they can just really go like a rock show and you know that that combination seems to work and that's what i always did with the video game orchestra stuff i, I always wanted to do shows for everybody not just for a group of audience and yeah, yeah. and it worked out and um i think so far what i've seen from uh online and in person Everyone who attended con the concert um, seems to love that combination. Uh, seems to really like um, this energy burst in the second, like the second act. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, it's it's great to see that it's working out. And I think we did the right choice, and we made the right choice. And um, yeah, moving forward, I think we'll keep adding more new songs and um, you know refine this show even more. That's something that I find interesting. Uh, that you've you've been like you you started in London, right? Then mm -hmm. you went to LA. You've done Brazil. Now you're in the US. Yeah. Um, 
And you've you've been refining the show. You've been like fine tuning mm -hmm. it and adding new stuff. Like yep. that's that's something that is very interesting. Like you're, you're yeah. not like not stuck on that formula that you created for the first one. And mm -hmm. okay, we'll yeah. do the same thing every time. Uh, it is it is very rare because when you run, uh, if you go to like any other video game concerts, the content is like the same. Um, so. Or I, I don't blame them. Like most touring production is like that. When you decide a set list for the yeah. entire tour, you do the same set for the entire show, entire mm -hmm. run. And uh, yes, we do to a certain extent. But um, every show, I just want to add something new, um, some li little things here and there. And uh, as you can tell, I'm pretty active on Twitter now or X now um, because like I I wanted this this show. To be more about the people, uh, to be more about the audience and also my team, and I wanted to instead of like saying like, "Hey, here's what I created. How's that?" Um, I wanted to do something. I wanted to create something with the audience, and so we did a survey. We constantly ask their question, their their opinions about the about the show and uh, when I see something that's a good idea, like drowning music. Um, uh, yeah. Somebody said like, yeah, hey, let's add drowning music. And so we did, we totally did. We just added drowning to the the countdown for the intermission. And uh, in Chicago, people are so loud that <laughs> I think half the people didn't notice it at all. But but I think- uh, But it was there, it was there. The people who noticed, they were like, oh, we noticed, we thought it was funny. So that was great. And, but like, it's really, that that was a, a feedback from some of the fans. And I literally said, I'm gonna do that. Mm -hmm. And you said that, I'm gonna do it. And uh, like Ghost Pumpkin Soup. Yeah. Um, same thing, somebody said like, I, I wanna hear it. And I'm like, you know what? It's the Halloween's coming up. So October only, we'll do that. And we did. And so we we really like appreciate value feedback and anything we get, and we try to like implement it to the show, and um, that, that that's the that's the way I kind of want to run Sonic Symphony. I want to do this for everybody, and I want to do this for the community. I want to do this for the brand, and and yeah, like any anything fans um, think they, if they have some creative ideas, like I would love to. Have them send me the stuff, um, yeah, and we'll we'll experiment. And I I, I do know that like this is a kind of rare way to <laughs> run shows because like no producers would talk to fans like that and just really converse daily about the show and stuff. And it, yeah. it's fun though. Like it's I think I guess that's just a that's just the way I am and the way mm -hmm. it is for the show. It's not really that easy for people who don't have a lot of time to take mm -hmm. some of that time to interact with with people on on social media so that that's probably a challenge for you to to do that as well right, right. I, but i just wanted to show how committed i am to the show um okay. i'm very like sonic symphony is the priority for me right now and mm -hmm. uh i it, it just that's the only way like you commit and you do whatever you can to respect the community and do what's, you know, do what what's right. What what do you think? What you think is right and what um, what the fans want. And it's it's a balance of everything. But I I just wanted to show it, and it's yeah, that's kind of yeah. 
I thought that was just a, the best idea. And the, and the one initially I didn't really do that, but when when we had some issues with London show, like so merchandise that yeah. we we worked with the merchandise company, and then like they didn't in, carry enough, and people are not happy with the with the outcome of it. Mm-hmm. So immediately I I wasn't literally in the backstage. I was at the backstage and um, preparing for the the act two, and I'm like seeing this like everybody complaining about this i'm like oh no and so like immediately i posted stuff and then like i started acting like i found solutions and fortunately people seem to uh, respect the the solution and it was not the 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 satisfying solution for everybody but it was the best solution for the time being yeah and uh um i i was able to kind of you know uh, connect with the fans and then just make sure like they're happy. And so um, I absolutely don't mind doing that kind of stuff because I'm so committed to the show and I, I will do whatever it takes to, you know, make it right. And, and yeah, like any, any time people ask me anything, then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll spend time. I'll, I'll think about it and I'll, I'll reply. And I've been responding to most messages um, sometimes like I, the, the reply thread just goes on so long that I, I lose track, but, yeah. uh, anytime I receive like DM and stuff, I, I try to promptly reply and, um, yeah, like if people ask me some stuff, it seems important. Um, then, you know, I, 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 I act and, like the uh, the LA show, um, we had a we had this boy. Uh, he was he posted. It just sh- randomly showed up on on my timeline. He said, um, "Yeah, he's he's going alone, um, and uh, he, you know, he he doesn't know like who the people there." And so I called him out from the stage and I said, "Like, hey, dude, um, we're all friends, man. Like, we're all friends. We're family. Like, and everybody said hi to him, and it was just like a very." like really great moment and uh, in chicago two days ago um i had this like very heartwarming message uh from a mother of um this 15 year old daughter um she said like this is her birthday and i want to take her to this concert as her birthday gift and uh if you could if you could give a shout out to her from the stage that'll be like that will make my day and so i'm like I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I did. And I like the whole house said happy birthday to her. And it was just like, you know, like it was awesome. Like it makes me yeah. happy. And uh, so like, I, I, I like doing stuff like that. And I just like to make everybody feel like this is like, you're part of this and you are um, Sonic symphony is really for everybody. And that's, I guess that's just, I don't know. That's just how I am. That's amazing. And how I want though. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I think the fans are responding to that as well. Even even if right. not everything goes according to plan, mm-hmm. there are no perfect uh, shows. Mm-hmm. I, I I bet you you always want to improve some aspects right. of of the shows. I I bet. But I think right. the fans are responding to that, and and it's right. really nice to have you like to to see you be so. Uh, you know, available <laughs> to to talk to the fans. That's that's really nice. Um, yeah. When we had uh, Jose on on the on the show uh, a mm-hmm. few weeks ago, he told me that it was a, a little bit not not a surprise, but uh, because he he had 
played other shows like with with video game music but it was amazing to see the the response of the fans uh, in the audience the ones that are yeah. listening to the show watching the show live um mm -hmm. how do you compare these shows with others you've done in the past is there really such a difference or yeah yeah definitely uh, i think that's also because uh the sonic community is very very passionate and very strong And compared to the other, um, there, there, there's just like a bond of Sonic fans, and they, I think they were hungry for an event like this. And you see, like a bunch of video game concerts, but like nothing focused on the Sonic music only. And nobody seemed to really do that, and just it, it didn't happen. But Sonic Symphony arrived, and people were just like just so excited to to see something that they waited for for as long as they can remember. And yeah, I think that's just, it happened in the right time. I think <laughs> just, just about to like, they were just about to reach their like, you know, like, you know, limit. And then we just like, <laughs> we, we arrived and they're like, Oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, and again, like the way we did the show, uh, having the orchestra and having the band and they can sing along to like every song they know. I think that that created really such a special moment for for their, you know, for their heart. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's amazing. So for people, for the very few people listening to this who are not familiar with the Sonic Symphony World Tour, how would you describe it, Shota? I would describe <laughs> it, it's the... Um, It's absolutely the best video game concert or a music concert that you can come and see right now. And if you like orchestra music, if you like rock music, if you like any kind of music, and if you like seeing people having such a, the, the best moment of their life, and you want to be a part of it, just to feel this like great energy and have just, just a great time. You should come and you'll be blown away. I can guarantee. And we can give you two hours of happiness. And that's like one twelfth your, your time a day. And we the fact that we can make more than 3,000 people each night happier for two hours with that time. Isn't that the, that's the greatest thing, right? That's why we do concerts. And yeah. So we respond like if if you think about the entire day, like they they get up and they get ready to go to the concert, they eat and they do stuff, come to the concert. So the excitement is building, building, and see the show, and then like they stay with like the memory of the concert. And so like we are responsible for basically like entire day of their life, like one day of their life, um, and they are happier. And we can do that. And, and together, actually, together, um, the fans and we can make that happen and we can create the happiest day of our lives together. That's what Sonic Symphony is. Sonic Symphony is about everybody. Sonic Symphony is about happiness and excitement and all kinds of emotions. 
And yeah, that's, that's uh, I that's don't know. That's an like, amazing I, pitch. That's an amazing so pitch. Like, you know, it's just so hard to um, summarize this whole thing. Oh, in one no, I, I think you did a great job. Yeah, yeah. And and bring bring people who are not Sonic gamers as well, Sonic fans either, or yeah. gamers in general, because they'll enjoy themselves as well, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And make them yeah. Sonic fans too. <laughs> yeah, I definitely appreciate uh, uh, being married with a, a non-gamer or to a non-gamer wife. I appreciate yeah. Uh, yeah. That the show uh, has been winning over people who are not gamers. They've been enjoying themselves uh, yeah. as well. So that's that's nice. Uh, yeah, excellent. Um, I, I want to ask you a question that I always ask all my guests, uh, Shota, okay. which is, uh, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but in the 90s, so uh, in the US, the Mega Drive, the Sega Mega Drive was called the Genesis. And mm -hmm. there was a like a, an, an ad uh, a campaign that claimed that the Sega Genesis had blast processing, okay, blast processing, which mm -hmm. made it better and faster and more powerful than the competition. Yeah. Um, so if, let's say that's real, it's not, but let's say that's real, blast processing, what, if you could add blast processing to anything in the world, what would it be and why? That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the toughest question you've asked. There are me. no wrong answers. I don't know, my fingers? Um, <laughs> oh. So I can play better? <laughs> <laughs> or like ability to, um, I don't know, write music faster, maybe? I I don't know. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a good answer. Anything, anything that can enhance my ability to... Um, make the production faster and that's <laughs> yes sure let's make it happen let's create blast processing for for shota nakama please 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 do. <laughs> okay shota we're, we're getting close to to the end of this i i don't want to keep you much longer uh i have one last question that i will say for the very end of this interview because it's the most important one but before yeah. that uh before that so uh people can find you online. They yeah. can find you on on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Right with the that, there's the the Sonic Symphony accounts mm -hmm. as well, and, and your own personal ones. Um, can we expect more dates being added to the the list soon? Yes. 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 Absolutely. Um, I, I cannot reveal them yet um, because we want to. Make sure that like everything goes out in one shot, and for to create like a bigger impact, um, I think it's always statistically speaking. I think it's always better um, to announce everything together. And um, yes, there are like ten shows we're gonna announce soon, and some are. I think the the first batch of announcement will be maybe uh, more domestic shows, uh, more North American shows, but mm -hmm. um, we are, uh, we, we got some international dates too. So, yeah. Stay and, tuned. Yeah, and uh, to uh, to the fans, really, um, of course, like I'm, I'm very thankful that like everybody is supporting the, the concert and the, the entire tour. It's great to see, great to see that. And um yeah, if you have any friends, um, any 
um, if you see any locations and you have any, any friends that just speak about the concert, please. And if, if you can do that, that, that will only help uh, the entire tour. And we all, we all want to sell out the entire show. And um, that, that will help building a show even bigger. And that's what we want. Yeah. And we want the show to be bigger and better always. And, you know, take it to everywhere. That's what I want. Excellent. Excellent. So stay tuned for news soon. Yeah. Soon. And soon. I think, I believe um, November we, we will announce. Later in November, we'll announce more dates. And hopefully we can just announce like everything one shot. By then, if we have everything confirmed, hopefully, then we can like in one shot, we can announce the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Excellent. That's That's something to look forward to then. Which is nice. <laughs> Excellent. My last question, Shota. Which mm -hmm. Like the, the hardest one, the most important one. So uh, when are you coming to Portugal? <laughs> oh my God, yes. I, I've never been and uh, I really, really want to go. Um, I'm a traveler. I, I like traveling. And well, actually, I, I like traveling because I like to know the unknowns okay and i life is too short and i want to know like as many things as i can i want to experience as many things as i can so i eat like you know whenever i go travel i eat wacky food and like i just like experiment like everything that's like um that's a part of the culture and go to see things like just like if i if i'm choosing lunch or dinner or something um I try to go to a restaurant I've never gone to. I try to order, even if I go to a different, uh, same restaurant, I try to order something new and to know something different. And so, yeah, like I, I want to go to Portugal and really travel around, like drive around and see what uh, what the country's about. And oh, I would absolutely love to. And uh, hopefully I can do it like this year. Um, well, if not this year, maybe like, I don't know. You can tell me the best season to go to. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's winter now. We're entering winter soon, so maybe the best time is summer. But you know, we have like, if usually the weather is not that bad, even like spring. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you some tips. I'll give you some tips. Cool. I, I can show you around if you want to as well. So of course, let's, let's make uh, it happen. <laughs> okay, Shota, thank you very much for your time. It's really appreciated that you took the time to to have this chat with me. Uh, I'm sure that there were, you know, you have a lot of interesting experiences to share. So maybe we can do this sometime in the future. Absolutely. Maybe we you, we can do another one when you come to Portugal, and we'll mm -hmm. have we'll do one in person or something. <laughs> yeah, man. sounds great. But thank you very much, and all the best for the symphony for the world tour. Hopefully Thank you. it continues to be even more and more amazing it, with each oh, yeah. concert. It will be, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much. <laughs> Great. Thank you. What a great guest. Shota Nakama, everyone. 
A big thank you to Shota for coming on the show and being a delight to talk to. Please keep an eye on the Sonic Symphony website for new dates to be added soon to their world tour. I'm personally still waiting for a concert in Portugal. <laughs> Just saying, Shota. Now then, it's time to close the doors to the lounge for another week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I'm working on more interviews and special shows to conclude this seventh season of the show, so please keep an eye on our social media, which now includes Blue Sky. Follow us there at thesegalounge.psky.social. Have a great week, enjoy all the new Sega games available now, and I'll see you all next time. Bye bye The Sega Lounge, hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Find us at The Sega Lounge on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. A Mixed On Productions podcast.